0: Pour one more beer
1: for me Exile means quality So savagely
0: Best beer in all the land Brewed with a loving hand From bottle, king, or can Exile Brewing E-X-I-L-E For me E-X-I-L-E Let's drink Pick up a 12-pack today Enjoy your
1: HN Podcast, Miller and Day's time to make our picks for college football week six. Dude, it kind of hit me today. Um, in 48 hours, you know, Iowa's football season's half over. That was the fastest first half I can ever remember.
0: I seem to recall we have this conversation every year. We do. About this time. <laughs> this is the you cliche
1: know? portion of the season.
0: But it's true. Just because we have it every year and it's a cliche doesn't mean it's not true. It is. That's why it's a cliche. It's, it, it is. And it's... It's... Why it is um, it's why it's so much fun, it's so intense and so frustrating, excruciatingly and beautifully frustrating at the same time, and why the off season just seems to go on and on and on every year, you know, and it's it's because you wait all year for this thing to happen and then, in the course of 14 weeks your team has 12 guaranteed games and then you know maybe a bowl game which might happen six or seven weeks later and that's it we'll see you again in eight months you know so it's a long wait in between i've got
1: another theory and i do not want to derail this so please show some restraint mr dace
0: i will do Uh, my best
1: uh (laughs) Because, you know, you know, you know I know we're talking I've,
0: I've made a career out of restraint. Yeah. You know that. Like second nature to me. The, yes.
1: old, the older the we get, the faster the off season goes because the more we look forward to things like football and basketball season to be a diversion from all the things that pile up in those in the off season and those things that are piling up in the off season the older we get as our kids get older as the world goes to hell in a handbasket. Become more and more serious to us, and more and more concerning to us, and occupy more and more of our gray matter. So mm-hmm. that's why the off season seems longer every year, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot to that. Yeah, I would have said before the last couple of years that, um, in recent years, I've, the off season's gone by so fast because you know you get so involved in your kids' lives and and the benchmarks that go on with that right. that it doesn't seem to be the draining. And the droning on than it was when we were, you know, living for just ourselves in our 20s, you know. Mm -hmm. The last couple of years, particularly, this is where I will show some restraint. I will just make a generic reference. But the last couple of years, because of what's happened to the environment that I work in full time, I I have needed it football season like I, you know. I can't recall in many, many years, meaning I I have needed something to divert my attention. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I don't think I don't think I'm alone, frankly, in that that plight. Yeah.
1: One can only play Batman Arkham Asylum so many times in the (laughs) offseason.
0: Yes, that's exactly what I was referring to. Precisely correct.
1: I really wish you played got into first person shooters like Call of Duty because we could be just killing each other all summer.
0: You know what I did just download is... And I Star Wars a Battlefront Two. That comes out in a couple of weeks. Holy crap, does that look insane. Yeah, I'm, Noah, get, I'm getting that. Noah and I watched nine minutes of gameplay footage on IGN's uh, YouTube channel today. Mm-hmm. Holy buckets. And I mean, I watched John Boyega. The, did you see the two-minute preview he put out the other day? No. The guy who plays Finn in the yeah, Star Wars movies? Dude, come on. Okay. Narrating all the levels and missions and characters. I'm like, you got to be... You got to be kidding me!
1: Yeah, I'm buying I that. I mean,
0: it, it, it's like it's like a, it's like if we got together and designed a Star Wars game, this would be it. Okay. Yeah. But but um, I've got the VR, which is phenomenal, and uh, they I've downloaded. I'm not a big first person shooter, guys. You just mentioned, but I did download a Call of Duty VR mission that I've not had a chance to play yet. You know, so I I am interested to see what that'll be like in uh, in in VR because I think the VR thing is really cool, Matt.
1: Yeah, really. uh, you know, Mary and I went to I, I finally tried it out a couple of weeks ago, and I told you before I don't know if I said this on the podcast or not. Um, one of the I'm intentionally staying away from VR because I know my personality type. I mean, yeah. I was a drunk At pretty much everything I do Whether it's business or play I always do it all in There's no half measures for me And uh, I'm a little concerned That I could get hooked on something like that And I'm concerned that my 8 year old Could get hooked on something like that But we both did it in, in the Best Buy the other day With some of the simple apps they had And it was really cool And now she wants that for Christmas And I'm like I don't know that I want that in my house I it's just, I don't have anything morally against it. I just, yep. personally, I, I, know, I know how I'm wired.
0: Yeah, I hear you. You know, we're all, we all have our own little um, struggles and thorns that we, in our sides, we have to manage. I totally get that. There's a really, there are some really cool free apps, too, that you can get for that. One of them.
1: Have you done the roller coaster thing?
0: Yeah, that roller coaster. I haven't finished it yet, but, dude, it's so much fun. The haunted roller coaster? Is that no, no, about?
1: no! Freaking way no. will I do the haunted crap? I will. Well, I, I no, would. I thought that's what you were talking. Piss about. my pants! I'm just talking about general old roller coaster.
0: <laughs> the haunted roller coaster. The rush of blood is what it's called. No. Nah. And you know what? You know nah. what I don't like. You know I don't like creepy clowns, and it's all creepy clowns. Okay. It's cool though, man. It's really cool. There's this one app that uh, College Game Day did two games last year. With VR how would cameras, the, how did that look? Clemson, Louisville, and Michigan, Ohio State, and you're like on the set with the crew. You're like going on in, in, in Death Valley and Clemson. You're coming down the hill, touching the rock. Oh man, dude, it's it's just freaking dope. It's awesome, man. It's awesome.
1: Man, every you know, every college should try and put some kind of video out I like know, that. I
0: know, I know. I, it's just a lot of fun. I've not played it in about a month or so. Well. I haven't played too much in the last couple of months since college football started, but I just bought the new Madden game. Noah and I popped that in, and Noah's like, this looks better than a real football game does, and in some respects it does.
1: Hmm. It's
0: incredible how good the graphics are. And and the new Madden game, they have a single-player mode for the first time where you play a kid who dropped out of college. He was a big-time high school recruit in Texas, and he went to Texas And then after his dad died He had to drop out And take care of like The family business And now Three or four years later He's trying to make a run Into the NFL By By going through Like a, a regional combine To get invited to the biggest Sounds like him.
1: Brandon Weger:
0: A little bit And And The gameplay on this and, and you They end up putting you through They end up putting you on Like a reality show Can you make the NFL Dude it's sweet I mean, it's freaking sweet.
1: Well, maybe that's what the future of football will be after the lawyers get done with the concussion stuff.
0: No, that yeah, you know, that's never going to happen. It's way what? too much—billions upon billions upon uh-huh. billions uh-huh. of dollars.
1: Uh-huh. And so are lawsuits.
0: People still smoke too, don't they, bro? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, I don't have a comeback to that one that's well played <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a P- Sampras service right down the middle that agassiz cannot not return let's get to our picks um, last week I went seven and eight you went six and nine 71 points for me 47 for you for the season you've got 319 points I've got 313 I'm 37 wow. and 38 and you are 35 and 40 this is not um, this is not our best Number so, but we're picking 15 games. I mean, these aren't like the best bets. This is what we say when we're not having a good year. How are you in your no, like this, oh, this seven? I'm, you pick.
0: Um, I'm one game under 500 for the season. Ooh, so it's far, a rough year
1: so far all around. Yeah, I know. Okay.
0: All you right. know, not just us. I was. You know, I've been I, a couple of handicappers. Oh, War. College.
1: Yeah, you. I, when you talked to War today, how's he for doing for the year?
0: <laughs> I did talk to him last week. Actually, of course yeah, you did. But, But it was actually about he's got a new gig working for Newsmax. So we were talking about that, not football. But uh, Lee Sterling's doing really well. I follow his picks. Um, I don't always agree with him. But, you know, I I listen to Phil Steele's podcast every week. And even he's been like, you know, to his subscribers, he's like, I promise we're going to turn this thing around. He is saying that like every week. He is struggling in his picks, too.
1: Well, sure. I I I think
0: a lot of people are. It's been it has been a weird year so far there doesn't other than alabama and even clemson i think is is surprising a lot of people the fact that with all those new players on offense they went through this early schedule three top 15 teams two on the road first team in college football in the history of college football polling to do that win all three of them in the first month of the season i think even i don't think people are shocked that by the end of the year clemson would be back in the playoff hunt But I think other than Alabama, a lot of people are just really surprised by how the thing has played out so far. I think even Oklahoma, you know, winning at Ohio State, almost nobody predicted that Mm -hmm. at the start of the year. So I I think you're seeing a lot of people struggling right now because it's been a strange year.
1: I think, you know, we we, and I haven't talked about this in advance, so if you don't want to do this, I understand. But what do you say we give everybody the rest of the season for free? Does that sound good?
0: I think that's only fair. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: All right. All right, folks. Here you have it. Free picks the rest of the year. Let's get on with it. Penn State.
0: <laughs> hey, can you remind me what we were charging before? Because I don't think I got a cut of it. <laughs> uh,
1: Penn State is uh, a fort. This is the opening line uh, Vegasinsider.com. Uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about some movement on some of these lines during the course of this podcast,
0: yep, because it determined how I made some of these picks. I sets, concur. I
1: yeah. Um, Penn state 14 point opening line favorites at Northwestern. Boy, that doesn't really scare me at all. Last week, Northwestern did cover, um, a 15 and a half point, uh, spread when they were the, uh, dogs by 15 and a half. And they covered, I think Wisconsin won that one by nine. It was a little bit dicey in the third quarter. Um, but I think Penn State is going to get it done this week. I'm putting fifteen points on Penn State, and I just saw what your pick is for the first time
0: yeah this is is this the third or fourth year we've done confidence picks done it this way? Yes, I believe this might be the first time this has happened
1: the okay. Our fifteens are opposite
0: yeah, our head to head That does not happen very often if I can't recall it ever happening before. No, we had a
1: big number last week that I think it was our um We had a big number recently that was opposite, but no, never. I don't think head to head like that.
0: Well, it's going to happen now. I'm going the other way, and I'm putting 15 on Northwestern. You want a trend? I know you like my trends, so let me give you one. Love them. Okay. Since 2014, Pat Fitzgerald is seven and zero against the spread as a double-digit underdog with five straight-up wins. Five straight up wins since 2014 as a double digit underdog, which, by the way, includes one of the few games I got right last week because I put a ton of points on Northwestern last week at home against, uh, or I'm sorry, on the road against Wisconsin. They covered that line as a double digit underdog. They even had the ball with a chance to tie it at the end until Clayton Thorson did something I've rarely seen in a game take a safety outside the tackle box in the i've just i you don't see that very often but uh, he did it so i'm taking northwestern here and to borrow a phrase from vegas i'm going to sprinkle a little frosting on the money line i think they will pull the outright upset
1: <laughs> folks that's that Steve shifting it into a new gear for you that ever since he agreed to do this for free, he's sprinkling frosting now for all of you, and that's what it's come to. I mean, we feel a debt to each and every one of you. This so. is my
0: five-unit play this week. Oh
1: John. man, this is just just rain and frosting now. <laughs> uh, Ohio State is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that a real term? Yeah. I think what happened is I conflated two different terms together. Oh Lord, I don't know I'm what a rank know. amateur. I think that's what happened.
1: I there, don't want actually. to know what those two are, but the conflation <laughs> is fantastic. So, folks, enjoy it, lap it up. Dace is sprinkling <laughs> frosting this week.
0: <laughs>
1: Ohio State's a thirty-one point favorite at home against Maryland. Man, that's a big number. And Ohio State just doesn't have that uh, hammer down mode just yet. I'd, I'm not confident, though. I'm taking Maryland. I'm only putting one on it.
0: Yeah, I made the wrong pick here because Ohio State is actually one of my picks.
1: All right, well, let's flip it.
0: Do you mind? Because no, I know there's the Duke code thing.
1: Well, no, I mean, it's here's the thing. We've operated by the dude code so long. If you tell me that's what you meant, I know it's the truth. So I just yeah, Ohio, I,
0: I, it is. It is. It is one of my picks. this I just week just flipped Ohio it. State. All right, thank you. And the only reason why is that spread doesn't make any sense. Maryland comes off a big road win. You're right. Ohio State has not been covering these big numbers this season. And this reminds me of a few weeks ago. There was a game. I can't remember what it was. I, I bet if I looked back, I could find it here on our chart. That it was a three point spread. And it made no change. You remember this game? The spread made no sense at all. So I just took the team. That, oh, um, was it Duke and Northwestern that the spread scared me? I
1: okay. remember you saying the spread scared you. Okay. And, and then
0: I think, still think I took Northwestern. You did. About it. You did. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to do that again. Okay, the spread to me tells me that the guys in Vegas expect this to be an outright ambush. And I'll go with it. I'll put seven on the Buckeyes just because the spread looks ten points too big to me. Okay? So they don't usually make ten-point mistakes. And and this isn't a case where the spread was 25 and it got bet up to 31. Okay? Mm-hmm. The spread started at 31. It's actually dropped to about 30 and a half. So uh, they're pretty, they're pretty re- resolute about staying on this number in Vegas. So oh, I'm going to... I will bow the knee. They know more about this than me.
1: Um, There's something I wanted to look up here. Um, And I don't don't know if you took this into consideration in some of your picks. I took it into consideration a few times. But the forecast for the Midwest um, this weekend, I think Iowa City has a 90% chance of rain. That factored into some things when I made that pick. I'm looking Mm -hmm. looking at Columbus, though. Columbus looks like it's 84 Uh, Degrees on Saturday With just a slight chance What time is that game? It looks like the rain's going to start Somewhere around 11pm so that will be over By then but I think more in the western Division games could be Impacted more so than the uh, eastern Mm. Division so okay Moving on Purdue is At home and they are a four point Favorite to Minnesota Minnesota team Last week who lost at home To aforementioned Maryland uh, Who was down to their fourth string quarterback I like Purdue here Um, They got a week off since their Michigan game. Didn't do a lot in the second half offensively, but that's going to happen to a lot of teams against Michigan this year. Putting seven points on the Boilermakers.
0: I'm with you. Uh, In fact, I'm putting 13 on Purdue. I think this is a big moment for them coming off a bye. They're bringing Drew Brees in. I think that stuff does matter for programs, uh, particularly programs that are trying to rebuild a culture and even though the kids on this team you know, weren't around when he played at Purdue, they certainly know him and the Hall of Fame career he still has going with the New Orleans Saints. So I do think those little things matter. It's also an air raid style of offense that Minnesota has not seen. And I told you last week, I was just very concerned. Remember we talked about the Big Ten uh, camp tours, and the one team that they were not even attempting to positively spin was Minnesota. Remember we talked about that in August. yes. And I told you watching them against Maryland last Saturday when we did the Big Ten podcast, they just looked small to me. So I'm going to take Purdue here and put 13 on the Boilermakers.
1: Next game here, uh, we'll have a weather conversation now. Michigan, 13.5-point favorites at home opening line against Michigan State. And the forecast for this one, I'm surprised you don't know this one. The game is at 6.30 p.m. Um, winds peaking in the afternoon at 4 p.m. So consistently 20 miles per hour from the south southwest, and then in the evening we're talking about sustained between 15 and 20 miles per hour through the entire game. So very blustery conditions. I just now looked that up. I didn't look it up earlier today. That's one of the ones I didn't look up. Otherwise, I probably would have maybe p- changed my pick. I'm still going to go with Michigan State. I think the that type of situation hurts them more than it hurts Michigan. 13.5 um, in blustery conditions seems like a lot. And Michigan's offense hasn't exactly lit up the night just yet. You'll talk more about who might be the quarterback. I'm putting 13 on Sparty to cover that line.
0: Uh, O'Corn will be the the quarterback, and I and he is much more of a runner anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the you should know I have been following the forecast on this game. Obviously, it's changed like three times in the last three days. There, there's so there's a system clearly moving through that part of the country. They're not really sure completely yet when it's going to arrive. Okay, so I mean, uh, the forecast a couple days ago said it was going to rain the entire game. Then it was it's not going to rain. Latest I've heard now, maybe rain for the first quarter. And then the system will move out and leave uh, breezy conditions, as you just articulated. So I I don't know. But I'm going to take Sparty with the points anyway for this simple reason. It's the value you're giving me on the line. Because the line has been bet down. Last I saw, it was 10.5, 11 in some places. So, I mean, I'm getting a full field goal here in an in-state rivalry game. I'm just going to take Sparty just on value. You know, so uh, I'll put three points on Michigan State.
1: All right, Wisconsin is at Nebraska, and Wisconsin's favored by 13. I've been putting a lot of points on Nebraska in recent weeks. Yeah, they beat Illinois. Good for them. But I... In analyzing this game, I thought back to their game against Northern uh, Illinois, and really at the line of scrimmage, they didn't do a whole lot offensively, and... Nebraska has run against the 3-4 defense all this year, so that will not be the biggest adjustment for them. But I really kind of question what Nebraska's offense is going to do. I can see like a um, you know, a 21 to 7, 24 to 10 type of score for Wisconsin, so I'm going to take the badgers and I'm putting 14 points on them.
0: This is amazing we're going head-to-head in this game too and i'm going 14 points the other way i'm going to go with nebraska plus the points another game where i'm getting almost a field goal of value from where the line is at currently to where it opened, because it's been bet down to 10 or 11 from most places that i've seen uh earlier today Um, nebraska in night games has been even when they're not that good even in this era where they've been extremely mediocre has been nearly unbeatable against the spread. And I go back to two years ago, Mike Riley's first year when they had a losing record and were a turnover machine. I seem to recall they beat a top 10 Michigan State team in prime time at mm-hmm. home. And that was Michigan State's only loss uh, in the regular season. And that was before Connor Cook's uh, injury. He was at 100% still at that point in the year. I think, again, I'm with the, I think this is an outright win. I don't believe Wisconsin's that good. I think their defense is okay they have played nobody literally nobody at all and i watched them come out after they were trailing northwestern at halftime when justin jackson had seven carries for 15 yards and clayton thorson was like 10 for 19 throwing for seven, 75 yards all right then they get a big lead and then they let northwestern all the way back in it to the point they had the ball with a chance to tie or win at the end I don't think they're that good I just think they're a product of a schedule That is extremely soft Now when I say I don't think they're that good I don't think they suck I just don't think they're number 8 or 9 in the nation Okay, I just don't I I look at the other three teams uh, That are in that first year in the Big Ten And I think 4 or 5 Wisconsin players Maybe would start for any of those other three teams Hmm. So I think the talent level Between Nebraska and Wisconsin Not very large I think the weather conditions potentially could also have a factor here. I think Nebraska pulls the outright upset. I'm going 14 on the Huskers.
1: All right. Boy, we are – that is an exact – we are polar opposite same game on our 15 and our 14. That is pretty pretty cool. Uh, Navy, Air Force. Navy opened as a 12-point favorite, but I saw that this bet down to seven, so I'm putting six on Air
0: Force. Same logic here. Navy is actually one of my best bets this week because the line now is seven and a half. Going back to 2012, Navy is like an is like 79.4 percent trend to cover at home. That's nuts. Okay, that's nuts. But now, if you're telling me though, I'm going to get four or five extra points, I'll take them. So I'll take I'll I'll put 11 on Air Force just because of the value here similar to your logic
1: next up is georgia against vanderbilt the game is at vanderbilt uh, i didn't even look at the line move on this vandy losing 59 nothing to alabama a couple of weeks ago spooked me i'm gonna put five on the bulldogs to cover the 16
0: well i'm not surprised by georgia you know i was very high on them coming in i predicted they'd win the east and would finish in the top 10 and in a new year six bowl i worry about this spot though because i just have you know, there's there's certain trends that have just throughout the course of my time as a football fan, I've noticed always, almost always come through. The team that wins at uh, at, at home on Monday Night Football and then goes on the road as a favorite almost always loses. For example, I love teams that are unranked at home at, that are uh, favorites over ranked teams. That's another one. Although last year, you remember, that was a weird year where like that, that trend like never worked, but it almost always does. Well, another trend that I like is what I call the rule of three. You're never as good as you look three weeks in a row, and you're never as bad as you look three weeks in a row. The last three weeks, man, Georgia has looked like Alabama in in their school colors. Last three weeks for Vandy after that win against K-State, yeah. Yeah, not so good. So this is a series where Vandy traditionally plays Georgia very tough, particularly in Nashville. Um bit of a letdown here for the dogs uh and so i'm gonna take the points i mean i don't think vandy will win the game but i i could see this being 21 10 um 24 13 something like that
1: boy that rule of three is going to be on the line with our last game that we do tonight iowa against illinois mm-hmm. um next up auburn minus 21 against old miss man i I don't know. I put only four points on this one. I'm taking Old Miss. Probably shouldn't have. I just I don't have a feel either way.
0: Well, neither do I, which is why I only put two on Auburn. And something to keep in mind, the last two times Auburn has been favored by 17 points or more in the SEC. One time they failed to cover. The other time they lost straight up. So – I mean, I think they're a lot better than Ole Miss. Ole Miss looks to me like a team on, uh, knowing it's going, that's on probation, knowing more is coming, that looks like it's about ready to shut it down for the fall, okay? But those teams can be dangerous sometimes, too, because you never know what's the Saturday they're going to say, you know, what, let's treat this one as our bowl game. Now, they typically do that at home. But, um, you know, Auburn's had a, a, a good stretch here. I'll stick with them, but I think that's a lot of points. I'm only putting two on it.
1: For, hey, we got to look good for the NFL, by the way. Um, A&M is this, – is this, game, this game is at A&M, isn't it? Yes. Okay, I had Alabama in caps, so you knew that, though. Um, Alabama is a 25.5-point road favorite at A&M.
0: That's crazy. Which
1: is insane. It's crazy. It's inconceivable. It's incomprehensible. And I'm putting 10 on Bama.
0: I would venture to guess that
1: AM's never been a favorite like a- that. Uh, I, I would, that I would
0: bet, yeah I mean I would guess that unless we're going back to the you know, the late sixties to mid seventies, the really the height of the Daryl Royal Fred Akers run at Texas. Um, or even in the late seventies and A well m football was pretty good actually in the late seventies. But I would guess Daryl Royal was coaching a team the last time someone went into College Station more than a four touchdown or about a four touchdown favorite. That's nuts. So I'm going to take A&M just on pride. I I just have to believe on pride they'll find some way to cover this. But I'm so confident in their pride I'm only putting six on it.
1: Yeah, I would love to see. I did a quick Google and couldn't find anything written about that this week, but it's got to be close. Well, you know that
0: if I don't know that trend, then no one's been able to find it.
1: Yeah, War certainly hasn't found it. Otherwise, you'd know about it, Uh, and that's his job to know. Uh, Wazoo is on the road to Oregon. Did you see Mike Leach's video this week that I retweeted when he was asked? Mike Leach was asked... um, you know is Oregon one of the loudest stadiums you've ever coached in and we all know Oregon is loud Mm -hmm. but he's like yeah it's it's really loud but um let's see here and he rattled off 15 20 different stadiums um Arkansas is louder um Texas is louder Florida is louder Just like that, and I mean, (laughs) just totally took the wind out of that person's question. I loved every second of it. I'm putting. You see
0: the clip he had after they beat USC, and he was on Sports Center. He's like, "This is like Woodstock, except we're all keeping our clothes on." Yes. See that?
1: Yes, I did. I did. I'm taking Oregon uh, 12 points on it. I think there'll be a letdown.
0: I agree, there'll be a letdown. Here's the problem. Oregon's starting quarterback. Oh, that's Jordan. right. He
1: broke his collarbone. Son of a gun. Second
0: string quarterback out. They have to take the the red shirt off of a true freshman. Royce Freeman looks like he's iffy to play their star running back. You're right. This is a classic letdown spot. And that's I think that's figured into the line. And that's why Washington State was only one point favorite originally. Because um, the line, they're anticipating a letdown. But man, I think they got a really let down to lose to a third-string quarterback that Washington State, or I'm sorry, Oregon was going to redshirt until the fourth quarter against Cal when they're up by 20 points, and their backup quarterback gets hurt too. So I'll take Wazoo, but in acknowledgement of a letdown spot, I'll only put five points on it.
1: Yeah, dude, that's why you're so good at this, and I'm like two games better than you so far this year. All the research you put in. <laughs>
0: You should have said that's why you're so good at this, but I'm actually
1: better. Yeah. Yes. Florida is a five-point opening line favorite against LSU. I'm not sure where this is now, uh, but I'm going to take LSU three points.
0: Down to two and a half last. Oh uh, that's
1: what. That's it. There you go.
0: And my rule of three theory. Three weeks in a row, Florida's three and zero oh in the SEC. By the way. Hmm. Did they look like a team that was going to start three and zero to the in the SEC after the Michigan game? No. They didn't look, no. So I, I gotta believe at some point there's some freaking pride in the LSU program at some somewhere, somewhere there has to be. The last the last couple of weeks they've been awful, dreadful. So I think they come to play this week. Their backs are against the wall. They lose here. It's a third loss. It's a second loss in the conference pretty much every major goal that LSU has as a program perennially gone for the season I think they I think they bow up I think they're going to win the game straight up I'll put 12 on the Bayou Bengals
1: next game on our picks list is Oklahoma 26.5 point opening line favorites at home against Iowa State I think this one is up to 30 I'm putting 9 on the Sooners
0: yeah that's a big line man it's a huge line. I'll I'll go with Iowa State just on some backdoor cover and put one point on it. It's just a it's a that's ma- a massive line.
1: It is. It is. Texas uh, is at home against Kansas State. They are five and a half point favorites. I f- you know remember last week we talked about Texas was just trying to get to Ames, ugly it up, get out of there, get healthy. Offensive lines in disarray I don't think they've solved those problems in one week and I don't think they're going to be able to get away with a win with that style of attack this time against Kansas State who's a much more physical team give me Kansas State I'm putting two on it
0: you know one of my favorite trends is what John
1: Bill Snyder underdog
0: underdog so you know every time you have a sheet and he's an underdog you know I'm taking him Now it doesn't come through all the time Almost all the time, though it does, and you want a you want a crazy stat. Since two or Bill Snyder six and one against the spread as as an under in his last seven as an underdog, with five straight up wins, four of those wins straight up came on the road. So I'm taking Kansas State here and the eight. My guess is this is a field goal game, one way or the other probably because they're at home Texas defense comes up with a play here and, and they, they're the ones that get the field goal victory or hold on at the end but I mean the Bill Snyder underdog trend has been has some is something that has worked in college football going back 20-25 years I'm riding it to the very end
1: Florida State's at home against Miami uh, opened as a one point favorite I saw that Miami was now like a three or four point favorite eight points I'm putting on Miami
0: this game scares me because you got a tropical storm coming into with the, you don't know what the rain or the conditions. Hard to see Florida State starting one and three. They have owned Miami in this series. Miami's been favored several in, several times. Still has been unable, unable to win. But I'm going to take Miami because if they can't win this year, with everything that's gone wrong for Florida State, then then I don't know I don't know when they can. So I'll take the Hurricanes and put nine on it. You and I see this one pretty similarly.
1: All right. Cue the music here. Last game. Heartland flagpoles and flags has flags of various shapes and sizes, banners, windsocks, and more of nearly every team and every sport. That's college, NFL, MLB, NBA, and hockey. If you feel like maybe you're the only Seattle Seahawks fan in your neighborhood, don't worry. They have flags for you as well. Heartland Flags has more than 100 Iowa Hawkeye items from flags to tiki totems, metal signs, luggage tags, and so much more. Let your fandom fly when you shop at Heartland Flags. Free shipping. Seriously, when you shop online, we're talking about free shipping. Your orders will ship for free from Heartland Flags. Heartlandflags.com is the website. Go check it out. Dace, he's a huge Michigan fan. He's a Detroit Lions fan. Rob Howe is a New York Mets fan. I went to their website. Heartlandflags.com has it for you. Again, free shipping on all orders online. Follow them on Twitter at Heartland Flags. And once again, visit them online at heartlandflags.com. Iowa at home, 20-point opening line favorite against Illinois. I think this one may be down to around 17 Mm -hmm. or so right about now. I think it's going to be, the weather looks pretty nasty. I kind of felt like Iowa was going to get back to the basics in this one anyway ahead of their bye week. Uh, Illinois is atrocious. You talked earlier about your rule of three. A team is not as good as they look three weeks in a row and not as bad as they look three weeks in a row. Well, the last two games, both Iowa and Illinois might say, haven't looked so good on offense in each of these last two games. Illinois hasn't looked good anywhere, offense or defense. So that one's got to give somewhere. I'm going to go ahead and put 11 oh. points on Iowa to cover in a game that's going to be something like 24-3. to 3 um twenty eight to seven something like that
0: I think this is a really tough game because I think this opening line spread is about perfect um if we were going with the current line, I'd take Iowa if we now if the line had because it'd gone down about you're right it's gone down to seventeen last i saw if if we were going with the current line and it had gone up to twenty three I'd take illinois because i I think this is probably going to be twenty eight seven 24-3. Uh, I think it's going to be something. <laughs> I, I think the 20 points is exactly. Right. If we were playing totals, I would look at the under. Game. Oh
1: yeah, what is like 44 or something like that?
0: 44 is the last size. Oh, that
1: seems like a lock.
0: So, I, I think it will be an ugly game. I think, and I think the other thing that may keep the total down as well is Iowa's coaches know they've got to reestablish the running game. 53 rushes for barely 100 yards the last two weeks. I don't care who you are. You're not going to be successful in the Big Ten with those numbers. But especially if you're Iowa and the style you run and what your brand of football is, you're asking a young quarterback to do too much. And, yes, his touchdown-to-interception ratio is really good, but his overall efficiency ratings, his QBR, not very good because he's being asked to do too much because the running game's not there. So I, I, would, I would suspect the game plan for Iowa this week is going to be, weather notwithstanding, which only would add to it if, it's what, if it turns out to be what the forecast says, that the, fork, that, that the goal in this game is to reestablish Iowa's identity and brand running the football, which I think, of course, also shortens the clock as well. Uh, and, and probably limits possessions I had a chance to watch Jeff George A lot um, last year For Illinois, his kid Really wasn't impressed at all, there's a reason Why he did, lost the starting quarterback job In the off season. so I think Going back to him is more A sign of desperation than anything else I, I think this is UGLY, you ain't got no alibi You ugly, hey hey You ugly, I think it's a game that Few people outside of Hawkeye Nation Are going to be tuning into because I just think it's it's I just think it's gonna be bland. So I, I will take Iowa with the four point put four points on the Hawkeyes because I think that spread is about what the game's gonna end up being.
1: This is a rhetorical question because neither of us are experts in artificial turf, but this will be the first game that will have moisture and maybe a lot of it to be played on Iowa's new artificial surface. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that matters. I, I mean, I'm sure that they've probably watered it. If if that does have an effect to settle it down, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if there. If they
0: did, a, if they did a good job with the surface, it has less of an impact on this surface, right, than it does on grass,
1: right. I just don't know if it's slicker um, or not. I don't know. I, I'm I'm just throwing something out there that probably has absolutely no bearing, but I wanted to sprinkle some uh, ice I mean, for you agree y'all. Or,
0: do you agree or <laughs> nice. Do you agree or disagree with me that the Iowa's game plan is going to be we're running the ball 50 times totally,
1: totally It's just agree. a matter
0: of how many yards
1: we to- Totally agree and I think it's going to be a lot of Torn Young, Ivory Kelly-Martin and getting Akram Wadley in the slot and try to work him in space Because I think that's going to be something they need to do The majority of the rest of this year Now I don't know If you've seen this because you may not pay As close attention to the day-to-day and, and if you have I'm not trying to You know throw any shade at you Have you seen the Brandon Snyder stuff? No Brandon Snyder who was I was starting um, free safety last year. I'm, I'm not building that. He's not Bob Sanders, okay? He's not, like, going to come in. the ca- He's not the Cavalry. He tore his ACL in April. He was medically cleared to play last week. Wow. And he will play on Saturday, Kirk Ferentz said. Now, if it's – if it's That reminds
0: me, me of Jake Ryan at Michigan, who's with the pa- – I think he's with the Packers now. He did that, remember? He tore his East ACL in the spring. And was there it, 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 around the first of October later in the fall that's crazy it
1: it's incredibly crazy now, if it's really wet, I wonder if Kirk might not hold mm-hmm. him out from that and mm-hmm. give him another week and then the bye week, but yeah that's that's pretty not remarkable to
0: mention it's Illinois
1: not to mention it's Illinois, but you know if if he if you know if they get him back i mean I think that the plan will be to get him back in there and he'll be starting at free safety. I could see Iowa putting miles Taylor on the bench and putting Imani hooker at strong safety, which I think would make that back end um, better because Miles Taylor has definitely been a weak spot. So at any rate, that will do it for this installment of the HN Podcast. I will be back on Saturday immediately following the Iowa-Illinois game for an instant reaction podcast, and then Steve and I will dream it all up again on Sunday night. Thank you, as always, for listening, and thank you to Exile Brewing Company and to Heartland Flagpoles and Flags for your support of the HN Podcast.